welcome to Rebuilders. My name is Liddy. I'm here with Mark Sayers, as always. How are you going on the other side of the table, which is not very far away? Good. We have both turned up, um, for those of you watching this on video, <laughs> in the same jumper. Yeah. Um, or to translate to our North American listeners, sweater. Oh, yes. Um, sweater. Is your, does yours have wool in it? Yeah, mine has, mine has cotton. Yeah. Cotton? Cotton and wool are two different things. I don't know. One's but, from I mean, a I sheep feel, and one's from a plant. I feel uh, inferior. No, it's probably got wool in it. We'll check the yeah. tags later. Yeah. Anyway, there's some interesting attire information for those who are listening or watching. We also have with us Terry Walling over in California. How are you going over there, Terry? Do you know what your sweater is made out of? Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm jumping all around. That was supposed to be funny, jumper, uh, given the fact <laughs> jumper, that we yes. call it oh, a sweater. Yeah, jumper, got it. Yeah. That was very good. And then the second of all, I don't have one on because we are headed into now our summer. And third, yeah. uh, mine is not maroon. Mine is morose black, and it's actually a T-shirt. So black. besides that, I'm fully aligned and ready to go um, feel part of the team today. So there you go. Right. Well, we yeah. are all wearing glasses today as well. So yes. there, there's yes. the thing that there brings us all together. Good. So today we're, we are going to launch into a bunch of questions that we're just going to fire at you, Terry. So be prepared. Um, but we're going to kick off with Mark. Yeah, I have a question here. And it actually, um, a number of people ask me this on Instagram. And when I got asked, I thought, well, this is a good one for Terry. So, oh, so great. I've, I've In other words, the one you don't phone. want to answer. Hey, yeah, let's yeah, throw, exactly. throw it exactly. to Terry. I'm, I'm yeah. um, <laughs> delegating. Um, so basically, I was reading a biography, Julian Jackson's biography of General, Lee, uh, General Charles de Gaulle, the president of France. And um, I put up a quote from it, which I thought really captured something around leadership. And he t- it's, a, it's a quote from when he... He was fairly unknown. The war kicks off and he's the leader of the Free French and he actually is leading France from Africa. Mm. And I think he was in Brazzaville in, in um, Africa. And he walks out and the crowd greet him in this way. And he says this. So I'll read the quote and then I'll come to the question. I realized then that General de Gaulle had become a living legend. He's speaking about himself. That they had formed a certain image of him that there was a person named de Gaulle who existed in other people's minds and was really a separate personality from myself. From that day on, I would have to reckon with this man, this General de Gaulle, I became almost his prisoner. Wow. And uh, I just thought that captures that sense that often as a leader, people look at you and you get this sense like, they're not really, this is not me. They're, right. they're looking at me as a symbol of leadership. And so I put that up on Instagram and had a number of people ask me questions like, okay, so I recognize that. How do I live with that? Is that gap bad? Uh, is, it, is it something that's just part of leadership? Um, how do I not become the prisoner of my leadership persona? Mm. And I thought, I know someone who can answer that question. Oh, great. Great. Terry yeah. Walling. So we're bringing in now our De Gaulle expert that uh, can answer all of these <laughs> historical and you know, issues related to self-definition. So there we go. Mm. So Mark, has he, have they come yet? No. Um, you know, I, I think that is actually uh, a powerful quote because mm. I think that's what happens in leadership. I think what happens though is then the leader turns, I'm going to go backwards on this. I'm going far out, then we'll go back in. The leader mm. believes that. 
and therefore mm-hmm. begins to change and adjust themselves to fulfill that. And then okay. that's when the problem starts to happen. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I think that's always going to be happen, happening in the context of leadership because uh, leaders always get interpreted by other people. It's when they themselves buy into that interpretation and quit being who they really are. That, I think, is where the danger really happens. You know, one of the things Mm. I've learned, um, one of the definitions of a toxic culture is that when people quit trying to come or interact with who you really are and try to define you like they want you, and then they tell their friend how you should be, And then once they tell your friend how you should be, then they tell the friend, now go tell, tell the leader they should be that person. That's what Mm. that is. is That's classic triangulation and that's classic toxic culture. So they, they Mm. won't actually accept that leader for who they are. Instead, they want to change that leader. So that, that always happens in leadership. Mm. Terry, are you saying that's right? No, I'm just telling you that always happens because people mm. are trying to live their life through that leader versus take responsibility for their own life. Mm. So first, I think you got to accept that. And then the second thing you got to say is, now I as a leader am not going to buy into that. Mm. I as a leader instead are going to continue to work and understand who I really am and act accordingly. Mm. And that is, is actually mirroring for them health, not the dishealth mm. that they want. Mm. And the way you build healthy cultures is someone's got to act in a healthy manner. And it first mm. starts with the leader saying, I'm not going to be who you want me to be. I, I have a commitment to be who God has shaped me to be, who he's made me to mm. be. When they mm. act that way, then all of a sudden, guess what? It sends ripples of dishealth through the system. And that mm. happens too in leadership. And then we have to deal with now the reality of we need to be who God's made us to be, not who we each want one another to be. So I guess that's mm. a long way of saying that I think that always happens in leadership. It's our response that's the most important thing to determine whether we're going to let that kind of metastasize or we're going to nip it in the bud right away and force the issue that I am going to be and I want you to be who God's made you to be Mm. as I work on being who God's made me to be. Mm. And if we need to grow, we need to have iron sharpening iron versus this triangulation that creates a toxic culture. I don't know if that Mm. helped, but Mm. that's my first reaction to to statements like that. Because in that De Gaulle quote or in that illustration, he had a choice to make. Do I Mm. actually play into that and live that out, even though that's what they want? Or do I stand against that and create, in some sense, the conflict that that brings so that we can work our way toward a more healthy view of how that should um, play out. Mm. So, I'm just going to ask a follow-up question. Um, sure. Like looking, looking at um, the demographics who, of people who listen to this podcast, and right. most are 
young leaders, probably you know uh, mid twenties to uh, early thirties. Yeah. And particularly at a time like this when the church in many places is in decline or people are really worried about the future of the church and yep. you're a young leader, often too when you're a young leader and you're moving into that space, you feel insecure, you don't know where you stand, you're right. hoping for a break, you feel this call to ministry, you're hoping for a break and then all of a sudden, you know, what can happen too is that uh, I'm really, I'm really noticed that in the De Gaulle quote, it was the crowd. So there was the crowd was like cheering him on, right. and it's interesting. I hadn't noticed like he does notice the difference. Like at first when I read that, I thought, oh, this guy's all over the place. But then you realize like at least he you was know. like, I can see this is not me. Yeah. Um, but for for a young leader who's like all of a sudden, perhaps in their denomination, in their church, in their city, people are like, oh, here's you know, Mary's coming up or Fred, and oh right. wow, they're this great young leader. What are the temptations for young leaders particularly in this space? Because you can have something written all over you that you're the sort of next next great hope for yeah, th yeah. this denomination, this church. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I just think almost it's the same thing. Um, if you don't have other people around, you're going to start buying into that. Mm -hmm. You're going to start believing that message. And then when you believe that message, now you have to live out that persona or that person. Mm. So I think for all of us, but in particular for a young leader, it's having a few voices around them that actually keep them at a place where they both honor the fact that they probably do have some significant giftedness that we need and yet mm. don't dishonor them by by actually allowing themselves to believe that it's all now put on them. It's all now responsible for them. And, and in the end, it, it, it creates this crisis within them that says, I've got to play out something I've never even been through before. And it better mm. succeed because they're all counting on it kind of a deal. That's, that's setting that young leader up for failure right away. We lose a chunk of leaders early. We lose a chunk of leaders at the end. We lose most of them in the mid game. But the ones we lose in the beginning is when we've actually give, given them an assignment instead of an, a task. And we've given them responsibility for the whole when they should be actually been given a chance to grow into that, not placed into yes. it. Yes. Automatically. Young leaders, mm. I, I want to tell the young leaders are out there. You do have a vision. God has put things on your heart. You do have what we need. So do not hear me saying that, oh, you got to wait and wait and wait. Mm. What I'm mm. saying is it's a really important travel together and travel mm. with someone that can continue to help give you in some sense, perspective, because you lose mm. perspective and you start believing the press. And then it takes you, it just sets you up. The enemy goes, I've got you now, because now mm. you're living into the false self, not the true self. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I've actually got a question that um, kind of piggybacks on that a little bit. So young leaders, I guess, at the beginning of ministry, 
Uh, there was we had a question come in from uh, Terry, who is on staff here, and she asks, uh, as leaders in ministry, how do you sustain yourself in ministry for the long haul? So how yeah. do leaders who are just at the beginning of their ministry actually, yeah, pace themselves? And you've yeah. sort of already started to to speak yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, I think you travel together. So this is why I so much appreciate the correction that's happening with the young and community. So one, you travel together. Two, I think you start with a lifetime perspective. So you don't start with a situational perspective. You start with a lifetime perspective. You start saying not that, you know, um, it's going to be a drudgery, but you say, this is a not a sprint. This is the endurance race. And I'm starting now, you know, almost like the scripture that tells us, if you're going to build a tower, you better count the cost. As I step into it, I step into it for the long race, not the short race. That would be the second thing. So we travel together. We run together. And then the third thing that we do is we handle conflict together because it's in the conflict that people usually lean away. And that's yeah. where oftentimes in the conflict, what happens is when conflicts happen, um, we don't want to, none of us like conflict, so we pull away from it versus when a conflict happens, we move toward that conflict and allow God to teach us in the midst of that conflict, things about our values. Hello, he said something important, our values, not just conflict mm -hmm. resolution. What is this telling me and how is God using this to shape my convictions in the future as I deal with the mm -hmm. present? So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of things that happen in the, in the young um, leaders' lives are important to set up values clarification That'll guide them all the way through the future. So mm -hmm. remember calling, we've distorted calling. And that's where, you know, 20s to late 30s is. They're in the, uh, the first major stage cost calling. And we've distorted. We've made it all mystical. And, ooh, you know, it's got to mm -hmm. be, you know, this vocation or everything. All calling is is about direction and values. Mm -hmm. Are you going to head out for the long haul? And are you going to use the moments in your life to not worry about vision as much as values? Values. Mm -hmm. Most team fights are around values, not vision. Most conflict is around values, not vision. See mm -hmm. above that conflict and say, how is God using this to shape my core convictions?
another one which I think is, is very pressing as well for younger leaders. Um, in the past, you had, a, I guess, a, a mode of leadership from a lot of older leaders where you had to be the great strong wall, the strong person, and yeah. everyone would go through their problems, but the leader, you know, they would, they would never show emotion, never show vulnerability. And then you had this real call towards, I guess, authenticity mm. um, sort of happened yeah. know, a couple of decades yep. ago. Um, and, you know, people appreciating vulnerability. But we're also in this moment where there's stacks of vulnerability. Like you, you turn on the newspaper and find out things about people you don't don't want to know, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. Turn on the newspaper. Do you yeah. turn on newspapers? Well, I don't know what you do, Mark, but um, <laughs> yes. you, you Well, now they're digital. So, Mark, uh, yes, yeah, exactly. you turn on the newspaper. I'm sort All of right. right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. My <laughs> electronic newspaper. Um, so uh, the question we had was um, – how much vulnerability is too much vulnerability for mm. a leader? And I hear a lot of younger leaders asking this because it's almost the pendul- pendulum swung a little bit. So yeah. how much vulnerability is too much vulnerability for a leader? Um, and I guess the question here is, you know, to, sh- to share with those who they follow because there's a yeah. point where people go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, when I when I started out, I sound like the old guy. I guess I am. But when, <laughs> when, it, when I started – I had people tell me, don't you ever make friends with people in the ministry of the church you're serving? I said, what? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it because you're going to get hurt, burnt. You know, Mm. it's not. And and I said, sorry. You know, Mm. and and I think one of the things that we brought in uh, the boomer side of it was the experience and the feelings and even – even I think, you know, we paraded even stuff in front of people that they, they shouldn't have gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I have felt this bounce back and forth. I tend to be more relational yeah. anyways. And so how much do you share? You know what I think? I think it's if we look at the life of Christ, there are concentric circles around his life. Mm-hmm. So I see... 120, I see 70, I see 50, I see, you know, 12, 13, depending on how you want to see it. And I see three and I see one. So I think vulnerability is gauged by where, where are we at? Who are we talking to? And I think the reality is that the wider audience should hear and see some of your journey. But the farther in you go, it's those people that actually, I think, need to hear the deeper other stuff Mm. of your journey. And so Mm. I think we need to start calibrating what we share by kind of what is the role of those people in my life and, Mm. and see it in some sense in a measured way, as opposed to this, I share everything with everybody. Because you know what? Not everybody can handle everything. In yes. fact, a lot of times, or if they're the circles at, they don't have the maturity level to hear you say you're struggling with X. Um, mm. Should they hear you say in my Christian journey and in an authentic way that you struggle? Yes. Mm. But when it moves now to more the inner circles and we're really grappling with those issues of, holiness and and understanding what God's at work mm. doing. When it starts moving mm. in, then I think it it opens up to greater vulnerability. So I don't know, that's the way I've tried to kind of measure myself in the midst of this. And, and I think some of the stuff is 
when people share has nothing to do with what God wants to do and everything to do with them and their pathology bleeding all over everybody. And I think Mm. that's not helpful. And I think in the end, Mm. what that does is it creates kind of like a tension that everybody needs to share everything in order to feel close to one another. And, and I, I just, I just think it, it's not healthy. So, Mm. Yeah. So I guess to also, uh, just on that last point, to reflect on the motivations of why you were sharing what you exactly. were sharing mm. as a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the motivation oh, sometimes true. is attention um, as opposed to the motivation really being the idea of ministry or really helping somebody. Yes. There are yeah. things in my life that I also have in a moment where the Spirit of God says, you're going to share this. Okay. All right. But I want, I want to know there's a check in there as opposed to it just automatically rolls out just to mm. increase favor. So, yeah, mm. that's good. Mm. Um, also on that, I guess, just in terms of seeking wisdom uh, as leaders, uh, a question, another question actually from Terry here different Terry. Um, you're not asking a question of yourself, just in case you were wondering. Uh, in a world I do that with fallen leaders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, we all do. Yeah. Um, in a world with fallen leaders, um, much of which, which we've just been talking about, how do you discern where to find wisdom? Ooh. Who are who are the leaders to be to be looking to? Yeah. Like, can I just add to that too? Sure. I think I think in the in how the question was also like I think there's been a lot of young leaders have seen a lot of their people they're looking to in the last yeah. season fall. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's also in the background of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. I mean, I want to thank you guys for giving me the easy ones. Um, but bottom. <laughs> bottom <laughs> so line, welcome. Yeah. Bottom line is leaders fall. I don't mm. think we like to hear that but they do. Mm-hmm. And I think first is as cuz my whole generation is just littered with this. Uh, and I I'm going to probably say something that maybe is, you know, kind of obvious. I think you I think you take time before you allocate um your your allegiance or your followership. Mm. Mm. I think we think Mm. that that is illegal. We need to jump on bandwagons and hey, everyone else says this is good. So I'm, I'm going with it. I think you, I think you take more time than we've taken. Mm. And I, I think the second thing is you don't allocate life, duty, responsibility over to these people either. You're responsible for Mm. your own walk. Mm. They're responsible to help equip that walk, but you're responsible for your own walk. Mm. And then the third thing is, do you pick up alignment or ambition? Mm. Do you hear watch and observe because now you're taking some time and you're not wholesaling your the responsibility of your walk over to them do you hear from them alignment 
with the king and the kingdom, even to the point of personal sacrifice and lack of gain? Or do you hear words of ambition, goals, Mm. drive, Mm. achievement, accomplishment? What heartbeat do you pick up, alignment or ambition? And I think mm, I think really if you if you don't if you if you go too fast, you're going to be blinded by ambition. It's going to look mm. like it's for the king, and it's not. Yes. If you slow mm. down, you're going to begin to kind of and measure yourself. You're going to begin to see that not every leader is who they say they are. Yeah. Mm. And not every leader should be given uh, even um, the fo- your followership that even others are giving to them. Now, does that say you should never follow? No, I just believe you measure into that as opposed yeah. to leap into that. Mm. And you got to go in with your eyes open. And the, and the eyes are, mm. we've imported a lot of the CEO model, the mm. persons in charge, the authority, authority kind of model. I know in mm. Oz, it's different than here. We really have the problem here. Um, we've mimicked the, the business sector and brought it right in um, and mixed spiritual authority and natural abilities together. And it's all confusing. But I, I think mm. that I think the, the big issue with this whole thing is leaders fall. They Mm. can fail. Mm. So I'm going to try to follow a leader who at the best I can discern is aligned with the King is following after and willing to personally sacrifice themselves for the King. Mm. And I've seen it demonstrated over time. Mm. Those mm. are the leaders worthy of kind of coming up, up next to you and saying, okay, mm. I'll travel with you kind of a deal. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's good. I mean, it, it's interesting too. I wonder if it's also worth adding like the model now is almost now, not even the CEO model. It's transformed to the Instagram influencer model, <laughs> yeah. you know, YouTube yeah. influencer model. and. Yeah. Um, so charisma and, and people follow yeah. someone because, oh, wow, this guy's getting or this girl's getting all these hits and mm. you know what I mean, like stats. And I mean, I'm just someone I've yeah. discovered recently who I'm listening to a lot actually isn't that famous. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and I was reading one of their books and I noticed like, I was thinking, man, this, this person is a bit like a modern day Tozer. And then I had the thought like if Tozer came along now or some of yeah. these people from the past, would mm. they be even that popular? Yeah. I thought that like that maybe Toes would rock up today and like, oh, he's struggling to get a book deal and, you know, he's got, you know, under <laughs> no, a thousand followers I, on Instagram or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they would be. I think they would be both misunderstood, set on the sideline. Mm. I think mm. our, our zeal for speed and, and wanting to see, you know, results without paying the price. You know, Toes yeah, yeah. is going to keep telling you to die. An example with mm. the pandemic. I mean, look what's mm. happened to us. And, and in some sense, it's only really been 18 months. And we are so ready for an answer 
and a quick mm. fix and let's get this over with and let's solve this. Mm. Yeah. It hasn't even been two years. Now you say, mm. well, it hasn't been two years. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel it, then what you're, you're demonstrating is the speed by which our culture has been operating for quite some time. And mm. if we stay in that warp speed, we're going to keep paying the price with fallen leaders and misaligned mm. allegiance to those leaders. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's really great. <laughs> great answer. How are we going for time here, Liddy? Um, I, I don't actually know because I can't remember what time we started Oh, recording. we've got 27 minutes. Oh, it's up there. We have lots it's of right questions. right in front of us. Maybe we'll just throw a couple more at yeah. you, Terry. Yeah. It's those uh, long answers this guy keeps giving. Too, no, no, no. So. There, yeah, there's yeah, gold. Yeah. There's gold in these answers. We <laughs> yeah, don't want to so We don't want to race through them, like as you just said, in our culture of speed. Um, <laughs> Very guess, good. Okay. So we're here for three hours. Yeah, this is a three-hour um, <laughs> uh, podcast. Tour. Uh, which probably people would like. We'd be exhausted. But yeah. Uh, in a culture that doesn't like words like authority and submission, yeah. how can we understand and reframe this biblically to help lead those we're following? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and having been in Australia a little bit, I th this is your issue. Uh, mm. this, this is big issue for your culture, and we've abused it, but almost you overreact to it. And, and almost mm. dismiss it. Mm. So I think one of the things that we need to do is, is I think one of the things to understand there's a difference between positional authority and spiritual authority. Mm. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is leadership's influence. It's not position. Mm. But some people have tried to gain position in order to get influence now that's the mm. culture that's how the culture does it and i'm from the land that's a pro to do it so you keep climbing the ladder in your mm. country the higher up you get the more it's your cultural duty to knock them down i get that mm. but um that kind of of authority is not actually what advances the kingdom mm. what advances the kingdom is spiritual authority now then that's been misused so spiritual authority, we don't really even know what that is. You know what I think that is simply? Simply it's the fragrance of Jesus on your life and you don't even know mm. you have it. Mm. It's the presence of Jesus on you that others mm. recognize and yet you do not realize you have it. Mm. And where does that come from? That comes from a deeper interior journey with Jesus. Mm. So instead of framing this as a leadership position, authority, submission kind of an issue, I think we ought to frame it actually as a part of what it means to be a Christ follower and frame it related to deepening and character and issues mm. of being and realize that the people who go there, Jesus can trust with his presence Mm. And those who want to follow Jesus will follow that person because they know they've been with Jesus. Mm. Not because they know the answer. Hello, hello, mm. hello. They're not following now the answer or the edict or the ruling. 
people follow and want to follow the fragrance of Jesus on each of our lives. So I just think if we start with the idea of, of position, that's what heightens that issue. Don't start mm. there. Start with the idea of influence mm. and how God shapes us over time for influence and the way that influence is shaped, at, shaped as, as we go deeper into him. Mm. And he, here, here's the final axiom. People don't follow you because you know what you're doing. That is a misnomer. People know you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> really? I mean, mm. we all know that. We all know that a lot of mm. leadership is this kind of best guess kind of a deal. Mm. If it's of God, they follow you because of they pick up Jesus' ascent. Paul said, mm. follow me as I follow Jesus. He was not putting himself in the middle between us and Jesus. He was saying, pick up the fragrance of Jesus mm. on me and follow it. Mm. So what if we start saying that it's really about intimacy with Jesus and the mm. byproduct of that is leadership on behalf of Jesus? Mm. That's good. That's fantastic. Uh, shall we ask some questions about transition? Do we I, have time for that? I'm, I'm wondering whether... We've we we have reached a, a good end. Okay, great. <laughs> and I'm wondering. I, I have this sense too that transitions are such a key thing that almost they need a whole one in right. themselves. Because yeah, yeah. we're really keen to have Terry back. We know the audience have uh, yeah. enjoyed his uh, sharing his wisdom with yeah, us. Yes, definitely. Um, so I think we've got enough questions for another future episode. So yeah, start coming to come back episode. now, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think I think even that point too. There's that sense you just you just get this. I feel like we're in this little bit of a strange moment in the sense of what you shared before. People are yeah. like, oh, okay, done. We've done eighteen months. Yeah. But the transition thing's still happening. Yeah. And yes. um, I almost feel like we're in this little bit of um, I don't know. It's like a, a false reality zone. We are. Where people think this is all over. Yeah. We are. <laughs> and, we are. And the and the world is changing. Like it's it's it's. I think everyone thought, oh, how's the world going to change because of the pandemic? The world's changing in many ways. So it'd be great to really dig into that. And even people like leading congregations yep. and all mm -hmm. that coming out of this. Yeah, this moment, I agree. So. And and the quick yeah. teaser for you is that it's pretty certain that. You won't know when the transition ends and you'll be sick and tired and ready for it to end long before it does. I just thought I'd leave you with that great thought <laughs> <laughs> and, and really uh, set up the, the, the listeners to want to come back uh, as we talk more about yes. the so. Oh, I, yeah. I look forward to talking about that. Uh, well, Terry, thank you so much for your rich and wise responses to these questions. Mm. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, Terry, he leads a an organization called Leader Breakthrough. You can find out all about that at leaderbreakthroughthru.com. And yeah, Terry, once again, thank you so much for oh. your time for Rebuilders today. Honor, uh, honor. And, you know, in, enjoy pastry or something. Absolutely. Well, this is this. Let's get a croissant. <laughs> we on. didn't mention pastries enough. We didn't mention pastries, yeah, yeah. so I just thought I'd bring let's it up. Get a, let's yes. get a croissant on Rebuilders. I don't know. Can you send out some certificates or something? something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'll just throw it at the screen. <laughs> 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 this is actually just the remnants of a donut, so yes. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's been a pleasure. We will catch you next time. Bye.